No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it wrong. Podcast can take mature content. The few simple expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one wrestling podcast on Porn Up, the Smack and Raw podcast. I am your host, the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Mad Ritter, and I am here with my co host today. Uh, starting because he wasn't supposed to be here, and I actually <laughs> think I still left Bakley in the tweet, and Bakley's just in the chat. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from Floor Slapper Sports. Uh, everyone's favorite ginger, Dan Bakley to my left, uh, also joining us. <laughs> no, uh, he is the porn up poppy, the salt of spitter swallow, Daddy Delgado, my friend Vince. Yo, what's going and on? And joining us from Botch Spots and Chair Shots, she is host of Boss Bitch Trivia. The only reason that that channel is up and running as well as it is today Uh the better half of the Will Allison doing uh, duo and doing, I guess. Uh, it's Allison. How you doing, Allison? I'm good. How are you? You're so much more than just a girl. You know that, right? I know. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. funny is like I've had that screen name since uh, like eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Jeez. I, mean, I still have commitment. an email from when I was in eighth grade. That's commitment too. Never use it. Last but certainly not least, and the only person that I knew for sure was going to be on the show when I started today, <laughs> host of Botch Spots and Chair Shots, purveyor of Rivet City Radio, and the other half of the DP Boys, Lee Will Gray. Mateo, it's good to see you. Allison, you're you're here. Um, Vince, Vince. See me on I'm gonna. I'm, I love you to the moon and back. I'm calling a little bit of shenanigans, but two one and one for the Pornhub Poppy race. I was hoping that I would get in on a three way tie, but you showed up, so it's two one and one, ladies and gentlemen. Two one and one. <laughs> two one and one. Pornhub Poppy race of 2024 that uh, Vince is not co signed on. There's no <laughs> race officially. Two uh, one and one. If anything, Will has been on the treadmill this year and believes he's on the race. Hey, hold on. I'm oh, gonna make an official. I'm gonna make an official note right now. <laughs> P H P race 2024. <laughs> Vince two. two. Katie. Katie one. One. And Will one. Let's fucking go. Woo! Will Gray for Pornhub Poppy 2024. We will see how it goes. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, the weather in Chicago is a fucking winter hellscape right now. Uh, we got almost 14 inches of snow yesterday. The temperatures are 
damn near zero. I couldn't handle eight, let alone 14. I'll be honest with you, but I took it. I, I wasn't happy about it, but I took it. Uh, temperatures are damn near zero. They're going below zero for the rest of the week. I was out in it for 12 hours yesterday, literally out in it for 12 hours yesterday. It fucking sucked. Um, but we're here today. Vince, uh, due to the weather, decided he's not fucking moving, so he showed up when he was going to be off. We all know that Katie is uh, out partying it up, doing her thing, could not make it this week. She did send me news and rumors, so I have those from her Beautiful. still contributing. So I, I, I outsourced. I was like, I need, what's what's the next best thing to my favorite Latino, and that's my favorite Jew, the Will Gray. So I hit up Will. He said <laughs> I mean, he'd fill in as always. And then I was like, who's my second favorite female in the content creating space? And if it's not Katie, it's Allison. And they kind of come as a, a, a nice package anyway. It's a lot easier to get both of them together. So Will we has did a nice that. package too. Um, you know, just, just by himself. Right, Will? I, there's also I'm, a lot of New Japan stuff going on, so I reached out to Bakley. He was kind of like, eh, maybe, and then he didn't show up, and Vince did. So, like, Vince is now our, our Bakley for the evening, and we appreciate it, Vince. You, I'm sure you got a bunch of notes about New Japan tonight. None, actually. Ah, let me down. Let me down. Uh, we got Sammy in the chat. We got Katie in the chat. We got Bakley in the chat. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to refer to Bakley, make sure you spell his last name last name right. It's B-A-K-L-E-Y. If you spell it B-A-K-E-L-Y, he's just going to tell you that you're not talking about him, even though he knows damn well who the fuck you're trying to time out in Will's chat. Um, <clears throat> whew, with all that said... I would like to thank everyone who is watching us, whether you're watching us live at twitch.tv slash creation world, where if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you have Prime Gaming. Now, our friends over at Wednesday Night Wallop actually hit me up, and uh, I talked them through this. So, if you have Amazon Prime, you go to Prime Gaming, you create your account, you link it to your Twitch account, and then from your computer, you go to Twitch, and when you hit that subscribe button, the option will come up to subscribe using that Amazon Prime account. You have to do it from your computer. When you do it and when you renew, which is the only downside to it, but it gives us support, kind of like the underwear that I have on right now. Really good support. We appreciate it. You know, help us out. Um, but for real, like it costs you guys nothing. You're already paying for Amazon Prime. So throw that sub, whether it's over to us, whether it's down there to, you know, the boss bitch herself, because, you know, she's the one that all that goes to, not Will. He's just the, he's just the puppet on screen. Uh, she's got her hand up his ass. The eye candy. She definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> On regular occasion. Um, but yeah, no, go sub to them. They are fantastic. Sheely Showcase. You know we love Katie. She's here almost every week except for this week. They are now accepting subs. I mean, Katie's been accepting subs for as long as I've known her, but officially on Twitch, that's a thing now. So you can sub to them as well. I just want you to support your favorite content creators, and if that is us, that is fucking fantastic, and I appreciate it. You guys can also go to youtube.com slash creation world where it is free to like, to subscribe, to comment. Will, what does that do? It boosts the algorithm and it helps find new listeners. I miss doing that with you. It's been too long. I got to talk to Travis about that. <laughs> <clears throat> Allison. Yeah. Why do I want to find new listeners? Because he's a whore. Because you're a whore. I, I am. I am a whore. I'm a whore for likes. I'm a whore for comments. I'm a whore for views. I'm a whore for listens. I really thought you were going to knock that Katie part out of the park, Allison. You, you I'm sorry. I was reading 
something and got distracted. Because you're a big old hoe. I am here to entertain you, and I will do just about anything to do it. So please like, comment, subscribe. And while you're watching us, flick that bean, that notification bell up top. Get notified every time we go live Monday through Friday for the Creation Conversation. Every Saturday, 11 p.m. Central, Midnight Eastern for Smackin' Raw. And every other Sunday for Getting Off. Or any other content that we might randomly drop your way. You won't know unless you get notified. So flick that bean, hit that notification bell, and find out. Also creationworld.com is live if you have any questions about where to find our stuff just go to creationworld.com it'll get you links to everything whether it is the merch it is the patreon it is video it is audio all of our shit is there easy to find one location creationworld.com all right and i think it's time for news and rumors um so katie sent me her news and rumors and uh first and foremost she's got on here that Lee Fitting has replaced Kevin Dunn as new head of media and production over at WWE. Apparently, Kevin Dunn uh, just said, fuck it, I'm out, and left. Uh, I guess he didn't like the way things were going under new leadership, even though everyone else seems to really enjoy the way things are going under new leadership. Um, and uh, I have no idea who the fuck Lee Fitting is, but Kevin Dunn's done, and Lee Fitting is fitting right the fuck in. Yeah. I didn't quite care for all the camera cuts. That's all really that I, the only issues that I had with him other than that, and that he was a bit of a creep from all the reports and rumors, nothing was confirmed, but you know, yeah. Yeah. All good stuff. Good stuff. My favorite quote in all of it was Kevin Dunn's exit was like, yeah, I felt like I was being targeted for being a Vince guy. Like, no shit, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> if there's something worse you could be than a Vince guy, then I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And on that point, I want to, so like, you see a lot of people, oh, well, you know, Vince was such a horrible person and everyone gives Tony Khan shit. No one, no, we, we give Vince sh shit. Vince did what he did for wrestling in WWE and made it what it was, whether you agree or disagree with it, he brought it to heights that it had never been. But he's also, in real life, IRL, a piece of human garbage for everything that has come out about what he has been doing and the people that he has paid off to keep quiet and his extracurriculars and the people associated with that. And being pegged as a Vince guy or being pegged in general, is not a comfortable situation to be in in 2024, unless you're into that. Um, <laughs> so, it is what it is. Uh, Tony Khan is still a weird fucking wrestling mark who is playing with Monopoly money and does odd things, and we're going to talk about both of them. So, it, it's not a one-sided street here. Uh, we swing both ways like Katie, even though she's not here. Uh, being pegged in general is crazy. Literally at least one line of show is crazy. Um, that's what we do here. What else has Katie got for us? Uh, Dark Side of the Ring Season 5 is returning in March. Will, I know you're a huge fan of Dark Side of the Ring. You even you got kind of like a, a Dark Side of the Ring-ish podcast that you do, don't you? I, I might know a thing or two about a thing or two. I'm a big Evan Husney fan. Um, I won't completely commandeer this section of News and Rumors. But the it looks like they're going to be going um, 
the last season with like doing the clown and some of that stuff wasn't as well received because it wasn't quite as dark as some of the other stuff was, you know what I mean? So apparently yeah. they're going to like swing for the fences with this upcoming season. So I'm curious to see like how deep they go with it. I'm just curious to see what stories they're actually going to tackle on in this next season, because that's the big thing They haven't actually released as far as I'm aware what episodes, what stories they're actually going to cover. And it's going to be interesting to see what they actually touch upon and what they don't. See, when we moved, we changed. Bye, bye, bye. Um, bye, 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 bye. Anyway, uh, when we changed, when we moved, uh, we changed internet and cable service providers. And I lost the channel that I was watching Dark Side of the Ring on. I no longer had uh, Vice anymore in our package. So I've been waiting for the whole season, this new season, to drop uh, on streaming so that I can go check it out. I did catch a couple episodes on YouTube all mm -hmm. the way through, but it's not very easy to find on YouTube. Um, I did find some. The one I was really waiting for was Bash at the Beach because I'm just fascinated with that fucking pay-per-view and what happened to you know Hulk Hogan and all of mm -hmm. that. So that one had me excited. Um, yes, Vince, you wrote uh, like we're in grade school. Yeah, I, I, I don't like to interrupt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Vice, uh, Vice, uh, Vice TV's YouTube channel has all the all the episodes, but if not, Hulu has all the episodes available for streaming. Not when they come out. Not so. I was on Hulu and I was looking. They had last seasons, but as the new stuff was coming out, they weren't out yet. So I was waiting for Hulu to drop the new season. They might be out now. I'm talking about when the show was airing, which was what back in like April or some shit. No, I think yeah, yeah. They wait until the season's over and can. And then I forgot about it. So and it's okay. I'll set a reminder for you. I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of TNA, we're going to talk about uh, the pay per view tonight. Hard to kill. I know Will checked it out and he's very excited about it. Uh, they were debuting new belts ahead of hard to kill and i saw some of them they look dope as shit the x division title looked really cool mm -hmm. i are you can i can i talk i'm sorry yes go ahead okay sorry <laughs> uh, i didn't mean to i wasn't sure if you had finished it um i'm not a big fan of red straps i'll say that but okay. putting the knockouts tag and the tna tag titles on red straps they're not terrible looking. No. I don't mind them. The women's, the knockouts women's world title with the white strap on that belt is fire. Love it. And then the world title belt is classic. The big thick black strap with the, the gold and the red and the yellow and the big fat, big thick black strap. Uh, it, it, it's beautiful. Who doesn't love a big thick black strap? Yeah, no, they, they were pretty gorgeous designs. They were pretty solid all, all yeah. around. Like you can't really miss with either of those titles. And, and then when they were doing the exchange with when the wrestlers had their previous Impact version of the titles, even those weren't really bad. Like I've never really paid attention to how great all those uh, title designs were for Impact slash TNA. My favorite was the X Division. I thought it was cool. I, the red X in the center just really stood out above everything else. Uh, and then last but not least on Katie's notes, uh, Mickey James joins OVW as creative director, head of female talent and executive producer for TV shows. Uh, if you guys are not familiar, OVW recently had a 
Netflix series uh, drop with Al Snow going through and introducing a bunch of characters and the journey and everything that's been going on with OVW as of late that I actually checked out and it was uh, pretty good. I know there are a lot of people out there who are not a huge fan of uh, one of the female wrestlers over there. Um, but the show in and of itself was very cool and entertaining. It was a nice look behind the scenes and uh, Mickey James being over there is nothing but a boon for them. So, yeah. True. 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 Thousand percent agree. She's a win. She's a great wrestling mind. It's one of my favorite things to say. And like Metal Mike said, and by the way, Metal Mike, thanks for coming through. Uh, great documentary. Uh, they did a great job. There was something else I feel like happened that was important. Uh, oh, I, I think I was watching you guys Thursday night, was it? You guys were talking about, may, no, maybe I was listening to Get You. I don't know. I, I've listened to so much in the I last 24 hours. Yeah, I know you were on Get You. You were on Get You with Wallop. Um, somebody said something about how maybe Cora Jade and Braun Breaker might not be together anymore. Oh, that was that was like maybe like two weeks ago. I don't think that was two weeks ago. Yeah, that was like two weeks ago. We just happened to talk about it uh, this past Thursday when we recorded, and that was only because we hadn't recorded for two weeks because we took two weeks off. And people but... are blaming CM Punk for taking a picture with Cora Jade. Exactly. <laughs> he took one with all the vice too, so... If Lola Vice is with anyone. To be fair, he took one with every woman in the NXT. I would have too. He took one with Bailey as well. There's there's proof of him with Bailey. Would have done that as well. <laughs> yep. Chick Mac and Punk. Just, didn't Cora Jade just get hurt again? Like the other day. Bakley just said, speaking of Cora oh. Jade, she got injured last night. Yeah. Down. Which that's is unfortunate because I mean a tough break. You know, she, she, well, we'll talk about it. She had a match on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone got anything else they think might be relevant this week? News and rumors that we want to talk about before we move on and do our spits and swallows? Um, I can talk about my Tony Khan conspiracy theory. It's not really mine. I have to give credit to uh, our friend Cody. Uh, oh, <laughs> we, we should kind of maybe talk about the gender Tony yeah. bullshit on Twitter. That, yeah. I think that's what I was thinking of, and I blanked out. Probably. Uh, what's your conspiracy theory? So, that AEW is a shell company for the cons to get a tax break because of how much money it loses. And they just keep pouring money into it as it continues to lose money, and they don't care that it's losing money. Okay. I mean, solid, solid theory. That's a nice little Austin theory you had there. A little Austin theory. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, any numbers to support that on uh, the Botch Bots and Cheers? Uh, they lost, what was it, $35 million last year? Uh, in total, they have yet to to go into the red as a company since, they're, since, since they started. The in, or in into the, the black, rather. Yeah. Uh, since they started in 2019, every year they've made for a loss, right? Uh-huh. So in theory, at the end of the year, when you file your taxes, you take your business losses as deductions from your overall gross income. So you pay less taxes because your company loses money. Okay. Like this is, ba- I'm by no means a, a tax representative. You know what I mean? But it's yeah, IRS on the line. Yeah, I'm sure that that 
and like TC said, it's 100 percent a money laundering scheme. <laughs> I'm sure that when they took on <laughs> the financial risk of AEW, that was definitely factored in and looked at as hey, even if we don't make money, we can come out somewhat okay because of this. But again, there is no way that a man who is only doing this as a money laundering scheme is making that big of an ass of himself on <laughs> social media the way Tony Khan is. Are you sure? Are I'm you sure about fairly that? positive. Are you sure about that? I am. No, I don't think Because so. if it was just a money laundering scheme, he'd be he'd shut the fuck up, he'd sit back. He wouldn't be showing his ass no. like that on social media for no reason. Listen, he's so delusional that his dad was like, here, make a wrestling company and get the fuck out of my way. I don't <laughs> care what you do with it. It's going to save me money over here. So you go over here to get the fuck away from me. But that's it's what a, I'm saying. It's Tony. a toy for Tony Khan. He's literally yeah. playing with his little wrestling action figures, but they're real people. Uh, he said it's two birds with one stone. Shad Khan can launder his money. Tony can run his real life e-fed like he always wanted. Preach, Allison. See? Uh -huh. Because this smart man, people. so this man got offended that some of us, uh, and I'm not, I, I was one of them, said, hey, listen, uh, Hook is not the person I want to see challenging Samoa Joe. So stupid. He's not. And Tony's like, oh, well, nobody complains about Jinder Mahal, and Jinder Mahal hasn't won a match in 365 days, and blah, 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 and this and that, but you're complaining about Hook, and Hook's record is like 83 and whatever the fuck he said. I think he said 21 and 1. AEW Dynamite tonight, right? Just taking shots at WWE because he's pissed off that people don't like his fantasy booking in real life. Jinder shot back, said, who the fuck is Hook? Uh, USA <laughs> Network asked what the cage match rating was. Blah, 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 blah. It's been a whole thing. Tony won't just put his fucking phone down. He keeps getting into it and going back and forth and talking shit. Uh, that's definitely not happening. Tony shouldn't be complaining about the Hook thing, but I agree with TK. Jinder getting a title shot is questionable. I agree. I'll get it. I, I can get into it here or I can get into it later. But we'll I'm get into it, it later. We'll, we'll get, get into, into it later. later. Basically, I'm gonna let you like let that let, let that marinate for a second because that's that's the first time you're gonna let me just like not say anything to you. The best tweet in the whole exchange though is when Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson broke his his like quiet and his thing, and he just tweeted a meme of himself. That was like, that sounds like a fine to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't see that, really? <laughs> yeah. It got taken down, but you can Google it, and people have the screenshots from it. When I saw it, I was like, that's funny, dude. But, like, yeah, he was like, that looks like a fine to me. And I was like, he memed himself about his boss running his mouth on Twitter. Like, that's, that's genius. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. they did say that they were going to start fining people for their social media activity. They did. They did. And with that, Vince, yes. we'll get into our spits and swallows. Daddy Delgado, yes, sir. spit or swallow. I'm going to swallow the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal, 
two weeks in a row. First, he puts over the returning Rock. Who other than Jinder Mahal to go into Monday Night Raw and put over an actor like Dwayne Johnson? You know, made him look good, even though he blew up just doing one people's elbow. You know, Jinder can't run the ropes for him. You know, Seth Rollins comes out. He's looking for a challenger. Jinder Mahal comes out. I don't care what anyone says. I've been a 3MB fan from day one, so I'm going to support Jinder, and I'm going to support Heath, and I'm going to support Drew. Should he win the title? Probably not. Would I like to see it to watch the world the world burn? Yes, give me Jinder winning. Uh, they have history going back to NXT. He's a former world champion. This is a foregone conclusion, yes, but you know what? Tony Khan's making Jinder Mahal a bigger star. I love everything. He clapped back at Tony. Uh, I'm all for it. This I'm swallowing Jinder Mahal so long he gets his opportunity. I talked about it on Getcho. He's a winner. And uh, I'm just swallowing everything Jinder, man. Like, love all of it. And he got his dope theme song back, too. Like, he came back with his dope-ass theme song, too. Love it. All right. So, on one hand, you can't discuss WWE in the same vein of booking any other wrestling company because WWE has always done things the WWE way. When you come out and you say you're going to be an alternative and you're going to treat this like a sports-based product and that is your goal and that is your justification for your booking and everything, you can't then say, well, WWE did this and no one's complaining, so why are you complaining about my decisions? Because the way WWE does it, is not sports presentation-based booking. The only criteria in WWE you have ever really needed to challenge for a championship is either A, you kind of don't like somebody, or B, you've had a belt before and you want it back. Like, those are really... Or just have not... history with the guy, just like Tim is saying. It's like Hence, they... I don't like this person, yeah. Okay, all right, fair, fair, yeah. fair. So, like, there's no ranking system. There's no win-loss records. There's no justification outside of specific match-based scenarios for a number one contendership or, like, the Royal Rumble or the Elimination Chamber where you're competing for a spot at a pay-per-view. Anything in between or main events of pay-per-views like the Royal Rumble or matches for a world title at the Royal Rumble, all of that is basically just, like, whoever they feel like. Um, it yeah. doesn't matter how many matches you've lost in the year before in WWE, you could be on a losing streak. You could have one hot match and the rest of your year could be on fire. Uh, all it takes is one promo, one match, one thing for a WWE superstar. Look at, uh, look at Kofi Kingston. It took one gauntlet match and people wanted him to be in the world title picture. Exactly. Like, like I'm not saying gender is it's Kofi. Look, it's okay. Allison, you know, it, it's it's okay, Will. You guys don't have to like gender, but at least the story yeah. is there. I feel like they 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 made a story interesting as to to somewhat justify the title shot, and even if it's not fully justified, it the story is there. Which I think it's like night and day with the whole hook thing. Like, like do what you want to do. If you want to do hook versus Joe, justify it on your program. Don't don't worry about what what gender's doing. Don't hinder gender. Here is my problem with the whole thing. Okay. Is that we all know that they're just going to shit on gender because they always do. Like WWE shits on a lot of people. 
and gender is one of those people that they continuously kind of shit on. Um, but in by doing whatever they're doing, like they're also shitting on Drew and Damien and like all of these other people. Like y'all complain when Charlotte comes in out of nowhere and gets a title picture. Where, where's the real build to this? To be uh, fair, though, the, the complaint with Charlotte is that every time she shows up, that's what she does. It's not like every time I've seen Jinder in the last year and a half, he's been challenging for the Raw, SmackDown, or NXT championships. I don't but think... In general, but in general, like, people should, like, there's a course of, like, okay, you need to be in line, yada, 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 whatever. Like, when he returned that day, like, right before The Rock, Literally, no one gave a shit, and it took except for Vince and TC. Personally, I really like Ginger, like, I think he's amazing, Mm -hmm. but I just think we're being force fed this story now because no one would have given a shit if another company hadn't said something about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I think I saw a lot of people, like, here's the thing for whatever reason. Jinder Mahal has the, this fan base cult online. And my full timeline was full of like, yes, Jinder Mahal. Everybody's rooting for Jinder Mahal, right? Uh, I'm not going to clamor for a gender match, but I like seeing the dude just be on TV, be successful. You know, like, I don't want right. to hinder the guy. Uh, let, I'm going to let Will go, and then we're going to move the fuck on from Jinder Mahal because we have spent way too much time on him. He's definitely sure? not been hindered on the show. Are you go sure? Ahead, at the core of it, though, and I'm going to say something that I'm sure Vince isn't from judging by the fact that he assumed I was anti gender. Not anti gender. But <laughs> at the core of it, I made a TikTok about this the other day. At the core of everything in pro wrestling, the belt is the only thing that matters. The whole point is to be the world champion and be the number one guy. So he doesn't have to have a story to want that world title because at the core of it, everybody wants to be the world champion. That's the whole point of being a pro wrestler is to be the best. That's the whole premise behind having a world champion. If you go all the way back to the fucking Carney days, like, so him coming out and going, I want the belt. Isn't that much of a stretch considering he's had it at one point. You know what I mean? Not this one specifically, but he's been the dude in the past. So, yeah. So, something like that. Go ahead, Allison. (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, he's going to come in, and he's going to lose, and then we're not going to see him for six months. I got my gender fix, right? Like, you guys got your gender fix? We're good. But here's the thing. Like, he deserves more than that. Okay. is a good talent. Let's see what they actually do. Uh, Because... We're assuming he's gonna lose, but what if uh, what if in the loss he actually puts up a good showing? He doesn't have to actually win the match. Let's say, like you're assuming they're gonna shit on gender, they, which they very well could. We don't yuck any yums if that's what they choose to do. That's between them consenting adults. <laughs> that is 100 between consenting adults. All right, <laughs> we're we're gonna mix the hook it stuff in here real quick because Tim said uh, hook and Joe is fine. It's like Ricky versus MJF last year. Uh, giving the young pup a shot. And I don't disagree with him. So, like, well, when it happened, my uh, initial reaction was, why the fuck is Hook challenging Samoa Joe? And even this past Wednesday, after everything that happened with Samoa Joe, where he came out, 
talked about being ready to take on all comers. Swerve came down, told Joe it ain't personal. Joe just has something he wants, but after he takes it, uh, if Joe wants to make it personal, they can get personal. Hangman came out, said 2024, the title is going to be his. And then Hook waits till everyone leaves, and he comes out and then just stands in the ring without grabbing a mic and says one week, blah, blah, blah. He did not look on Joe's level. And I am by no means a hooker. However, this could be a great performance and a breakout moment for Hook. Like, we know he's not going to win, but we also do know that in the ring, the kid can go, and this kind of fight is the kind of fight that's going to make him look good against a guy like Joe. If he can go out there and he can do his shit and stand toe-to-toe in the middle of the ring with Joe, even if he can't do so on the mic, even if he does look like he's about to take a nap when he comes out, like all of those things, I preferred him in the back eating snacks. That was the, you know, the hook that I liked was snacky time my. hook before nappy time hook. Um, <laughs> snacky my, hook house uh, that I enjoyed time. as well. Yeah. But like if he comes out and shows out against Samoa Joe and has a great fucking match, I'm not saying, okay, put keep him in, but this could be like, a, okay, now we move him to the international title or the all-Atlantic title or the TNT title. Like we can move him into a mid-card spot now and it's going to be more believable because he just stood toe-to-toe with Samoa Joe, so there's pretty much nobody else on the roster he can't stand toe-to-toe with. Well, I mean, fair. I mean, I we'll personally say. call him a nepotism kin because he has a job because of his daddy and a belt because of his daddy and, you know. It's a, as, as someone who's probably the result of a nepotism hire, uh, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I love the realism there, Mateo. I strive to just one say. day breed a nepotism child. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I would like to see him be more legitimate than standing in his daddy's little shadow. I mean, yeah. I've watched the kid work in the ring. I've watched him throw suplexes and put on submissions. He's believable. He, he's I mean, he's worst. tiny, but he's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's definitely he's not the worst. He's got he's got a ways to go. He got some ways to go in in the in his career. Like he's he's gonna be around for a hot hot minute, oh, yeah. and and he's gonna eventually grizzle out. I'll make I'll make a comparison. I'm not saying they're similar. But look at Don Mysterio when he started off, especially when he was teaming with his father. You, even myself, as much as I wanted to root for that kid, uh, evil Tom Holland is a solid worker. Uh, Even as much as I wanted to root for Dom early on, I didn't really see much of him. But as he broke away from his father, joined the Judgment Day, did the whole prison Dom thing, uh, it was all good stuff. It was it's all been good stuff. I can see Dom being the top guy some at some point. Same thing with Hook, you know? They're still young. Let them grow. I I, I agree. We'll see what happens. Uh, Allison, spit or swallow. You didn't do Will? I just kind of go in whatever order oh, I want. Oh, okay. Just kidding. And I, I thought I'd gonna... save Will for last. I like to mix it up because Vince just thinks he knows when it's going to be his turn. <laughs> and I like to throw him the fuck off every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so... I just I just sit, sit back and hey, just... Hey, it's not your turn right now. It's Allison. Shh. Damn. So I am going to swallow this situation that they're doing with uh, Drew and Punk. Like, I'm not like the biggest Punk fan, but I do like this 
I know you are a punk fan, but I'm just saying, like, I do like what they're doing with Drew and Punk. So, yes, ma'am. I I agree. So Drew comes out wallowing in his sorrow, starts laying the blame to everyone's feet, you know, except his own for what's been going on since he lost his championship. He says uh, CM Punk's name in his little uh, tirade of all the people that have done him wrong, and out comes Punk. Punk says we're in Piper country, and uh, Piper and Punk are known for talking, but Drew really isn't. And since all he seems to do is be talking lately, uh, whatever he has to say, he can say it to Punk's face. Drew says uh, they have a bet on how long Punk lasts in WWE. And the longer he's here, the more guys he's costing money. Blames Punk for his first run failure, saying he wasn't a good leader. Uh, <laughs> Drew's the leader now. Um, Drew calls Punk a demon. Punk says he isn't a demon. But uh, when pushed, he can be Satan himself. And if Drew saw that, it's because he basically brought it out of him. Like, that's on you. You pushed me to be that. Uh, Drew will be in the Rumble and personally plans to exercise Punk from the match. And Punk says he's going to save Drew for last and toss him out. And I enjoyed the shit out of all of that. I know it did it hit good some shit. people. I fucking loved it. I was not uh, penciling in Drew McIntyre versus CM Punk as one of my ideal matchups for him on his return. But goddamn, my man if, it. Yeah, CM Punk's good on it. Is good. Uh, the story, it, the story is there because he was actually there during Punk's first run, and I, I like what they're doing. Like, I think Drew still just comes off like he's whining, which is, which is fine. It's fine. This could set. This could set up. A, I, I wholeheartedly believe that Punk's winning the Rumble. And when Punk does win the Rumble, they're going to set up Punk versus Drew at Chamber, where Drew challenges Punk to put his Rumble win and main main event on the line, add some more obstacles to Punk's road to WrestleMania, and set up a singles match between these two in the pay-per-view, because it's not going to happen at the Rumble for obvious reasons. But I'm with Allison. This is really good. She actually took the swallow right out of my mouth. God, that sounds hot. <laughs> I would pay to do watch we that. Do a uh, uh, who the fuck was it? I, I know Cena and Batista did it technically, but uh, who did it before them with the uh, uh, Bulldog and Sean? Yeah, it was Luger and Hart. Uh, the double win. Luger oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And Luger technically, and The Rock Big Show, even though it didn't really play out well for Big Show. Yes. <laughs> that was my uh, prediction for the Rumble was Cody and Punk doing a double win a la Luger and Hart. Um, oh. I said it the Sunday after Survivor Series. Um, I had, I, I'm not going to say sour grapes, but they were they were fermenting grapes uh, when it came to uh, CM Punk and his exit from AEW and stuff. And I said, his return, let's see how it plays out. I'm here for things that are good for business. And everything he's done so far in WWE has been good for business. So I'm not mad about it. Um I like the Drew stuff. I like the the stuff where he's Hill Drew. I love everything about that. So, I mean, I like it. I think they need to pay Drew his, his fucking money, though. The oh, fact yeah, that he hasn't got an extension yet, and they're saying that Becky and Seth are the priorities, and Drew's been working on a handshake, like, spoken word agreement for the last eight months is wild to me. I, I just need him to show up as Drew Galloway on TNA. Well, his contract's not up till right after Mania, technically. Oh, really? Oh, okay, so he's he's but still he's under been his full contract. To go ahead, 
he has been pushing to go ahead and negotiate the contract, but they keep pushing him off. It's okay. going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, but. I, I agree with everything Will said. Also, CM Punk being a big Bret Hart fan, uh, seeing Bret Hart-esque moments for CM Punk, like this double win rumble thing, would be cool. I was thinking Punk and Drew, not Punk and Cody, but we'll see. I need uh, Cody to fail at the rumble just so you have this moment similar to when Shawn Michaels was trying to get that rumble win so he can face the Undertaker in his rematch at WrestleMania, what, 26? And he had to find other means. He had to screw Taker at the chamber to do so and get that match. That's what I want to see with Cody. He won the rumble last year. It'd be, I'm okay if he wins it, but I would think it would help, help serve his story if now we're like, where does he go from here? No. What? You guys are driving me insane with this shit. Cody should have won at WrestleMania last year, and he didn't. We don't need any more service to his story to get him in a match with Roman at WrestleMania. We don't need to throw any more poor fucking roadblocks in front of America and America's ass to get him over the hump to fucking WrestleMania. Like, give the man his fucking match and put the belt on him. I need to see a Rhodes in a WWE title. One. I need it. <laughs> so you wholeheartedly are pushing that Cody should win the Rumble and Punk can get his title shot some other way. Listen, whoever faces Roman is going to be the main event of WrestleMania. I don't care what anyone else thinks or says. Roman Reigns is going to be the main event of WrestleMania, not Seth versus Punk. Night one. So even if Punk wins the Rumble, we have seen the winner of the Rumble not main event before because it's not really even guaranteed the main event, even though they say that. They say that there are 12 matches on the card and they're all main events wherever they fall. CM Punk has made it clear his goal is to close the show. I personally believe the women got shafted last year and that the women's Rumble winner deserves one night in the main event and the men's Rumble winner deserves one night in the main event. And that is it. And everything else on the card is great and fun and enjoyable. Those are your two night main events, period. I don't care about story or anything else. Rhea Charlotte should have made them night one I agree. for sure. Like, I, I love the story that they were doing with the Usos and the tag titles and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The match was fantastic, but it really should have been Bianca Charlotte because they had a great match as well. Exactly. I, I don't mean, care sorry, if it's Bianca, boring. Yeah, I don't, they're going to make it interesting and entertaining. We got to figure out how to get Cody to smack down somehow to go against Roman. This is the best option to do that and make it make sense is he wins the Rumble. He can challenge whoever he wants. Unless what? Does Cody at some point fight Damian Priest, take the money in the bank off Damian Priest, and then cash it in on Roman and win the title that way? Like, I heard that as an option as well. I heard people saying that, oh, what if he faces uh, Damian Priest? He he gets the money in the bank and he announces that he wants to face Roman at WrestleMania. Only there wasn't a brand split. There isn't. Will Spitter Swallow. I am so excited for you to say those words. Because we're going to talk about something that isn't WWE or AEW by God. And I'm going to be the man to bring it up. All right. My first swallow of the night 
is a huge swallow and all three of you in this room are going to be like, oh yeah, I swallow that as well. You ready? You ready for this? You ready? GCW guys. All right. Was, wasn't it in Chicago? It was. And you know, who's the main event. Mustafa fucking Ali against Gringo Loco last night in his hometown in Chicago for his first match since he left WWE. And it was a bona fide fucking banger. He came out with a secret service detail that had the earpieces on that followed him. He had this big majestic like robe and shit. He came out to chance. The crowd ate it alive. They explained he hadn't had an independent booking in his hometown in over a thousand days because of WWE. And it was, he was going head to head with the guy who brought, you know, like a lot of the Lucha Libre into GCW and Gringo Loco. And then you're looking at Mustafa Ali, who is pretty much running into this faux candidacy of being the leader of the under 205 division. And it's yeah. like this gorgeous like story that they're building. Plus it was his first fucking match since he left the fed guys. In I his thought he had a match already. He had one overseas. This is his first match in the States. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, now I'm, I'm with you. I'm swallowing that. Uh, I love Ali. Great guy. Fantastic guy. Shy town zone, former CPD officer. I'd like to see him in the suit as well maybe that could be a gimmick um i was he actually has a few runs here in chicago with um with freelance underground or freelance wrestling one of the two and then formerly known as we're wrestling they're having the revolution brewing uh show on the first which i try to get tickets for and that shit sold out in 40 minutes uh the main event for that one is him versus uh trey miguel so that's gonna be uh, that was gonna be a doozy and shout out to gringo loco i ne i didn't like him initially i just thought he i thought he was a white man's uh super crazy but yeah. i warmed up to him uh and then apparently he was uh he employed my mom as uh as a worker for him uh, like uh a few years back before the panini so shout out to him for giving my mom some money shout out to him i have no idea who the fuck he is but shout out to that guy uh Bakley says he's wrestling uh, at Windy City Riot. Also, apparently he showed up tonight on New Japan, called out Hiromu Tanahashi, said Tanahashi. Yes, I'm saying his name properly uh, because I, wanna, I, I thought about this. I just want to make sure everyone knows I know how to say these wrestlers' names every now and then. <laughs> I have to clear that up. Tanahashi was unfit for president of new japan because like the whole gimmick is i'm making fun of white people who can't say these names like and i want to make sure that gets across i absolutely i i know how to pronounce these names um, you know this man just i'm just checking um so uh vince said it we love we, we much like tc rides for every wrestler no matter how shitty they are <clears throat> matt riddle from Las Vegas, we ride for everybody here from Chicago, especially really good people like Mustafa Ali. Happy to see him out here doing his thing. I know you do, Bakley, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Harry Yoshi Tamagotchi. Anyway, um, I guess it's on me. I'm going to swallow Kaiser Roll, taking revenge on Kofi for what he did to uh, our boy Vinci. He Destroyed came out him. and wrecked Kofi. 
and I love Kofi Kingston, but like, shout out to Kaiser Roll. I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah. I was taken aback. I was flabbergasted. It Maybe just, a little it turned on. That, like, we don't have anyone left from New Day. K Faber in real life. It's a new day in the tag team division without them there, you know. Um, no, but it was it was good stuff. Uh, Louis Kaiser just destroyed the fuck out of Kofi. Kofi sold the fuck out of it. I've been seeing a lot of like tossing of like the commentary chairs onto wrestlers on WWE programming lately. And I'm I'm all for it. That always gets a pop for me. <laughs> Bigley said he's had too much build of aggression after Tiffy time spent the day in the barn. <laughs> we will talk about that. <laughs> Allison Spitter Swallow. Since you brought up. If, actually, I'm going to leave this for Will because I bet he wants to bring it up. Uh, the, the thing uh, about changing the name of the pay-per-view in Germany. Oh no, I don't have that on my list. Oh well, fuck it, then I'll bring it up. Um, I'm going to spit something. Okay. So I'm going to sp- swallow something and then spit something. So I I swallow the fact that for elimination chamber in Germany they changed the name because yeah yeah, but. They go out of their way to change the name of a pay-per-view, but still have Imperium's gimmick. We've had uh, we've had many discussions and that's that's the only thing I'm going to say about it. This doesn't have to be a long discussion, but it's just like um. Not elimination chamber. Yeah, it's elimination chamber. They change it to no escape. No escape. Yeah. Wait. An yeah. elimination chamber is in Australia, but in Germany, they change the change like when it shows in Germany. Bingo. It's not elimination uh, chamber. That pay per view is called No Escape. In Germany. Um, go highlight uh, Gals' comment. Gals, I love you with my whole entire soul, but this is not a fight you want to have with me. This is not me holding holding on to something so we're just gonna leave that there and do your research yes only in germany they're having their name change because the idea of that in germany is culturally insensitive after history so them changing it to no escape makes sense um that being said they're only doing that in Germany because it is so like the only way to kind of do what you're talking about would be to either keep Imperium off like German TV period. Just like cut those segments because it's still elimination chamber everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like they're changing for the location. Right. It's, but they're cognizant to make that change but not cognizant to not have a their gimmick be what it is. Also, the gimmick isn't as much what it was now as it, it hasn't really been it ha- that. It, it has 
slowly started to like drift away because they think they're finally realizing what they did. But yeah. they need the name needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can um, still be them. They just need a little just a little. I think we're leaning, we're like getting to a point where Imperium, it, as it's currently constructed, is no longer going to be a thing. Kaiser, yeah. uh, Vinci, and Gunther are all going to go their separate ways. I think that's where we're going to get this resolution because I think they're just kind of stuck in their ways and they're like, it's, it's already called Imperium. It's, yeah, that's the implication, but like they don't care unless it's something like, uh, to like submission sorority or whatever that has to do some with some sexual TVMA content, mature content. I don't think they care about that. To be honest, yeah, because they the the original name for Paige, uh, uh, Charlotte and Becky was submission sorority for one week. The next week, they're like team PCB. Well, the only reason they changed it is they don't want children searching that and finding something else. If you search Imperium, the bad thing comes up. Right, but most people are yeah. probably searching Gunther or Imperium WWE, blah, 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 Maybe. blah. Stuff like that. Um, whereas if you image search Submission Sorority without the safe search on, <laughs> which I recommend you do. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, Vince, spit or swallow. I'm going to swallow the national treasure that is our truth and that beautiful fucking graphic that what national geographic, what, what, like documentary, like the new WWE 24, whatever on Peacock where <laughs> yes, your former co-host over for smacked NXT RN used to refer to Natalia as live, laugh, love in real life. So I am referring to this as R Truth's Natalia promo because it ended with live, <laughs> laugh, love. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that when he dropped that little line at the end, I immediately thought of RN. So RN, if you're watching this, I doubt you're watching this, but if you are, someone clip this. Love you, RN. I miss you. Live, laugh, love, bro, every single day. But yeah, R Truth, when he's talking about. The AI image generated picture of baby Archer staring into the doctor's eyes. And he's like, I looked that doctor in the eyes and I told him one day I'm going to be in the judgment day. And look at me now. My dream came true. And he just goes on about how they're one big happy family. The line about like. Tom and Nick Mysterio. I haven't met. I haven't met Nick Mysterio, but that's my brother. That's family. <laughs> and then the memes of Tom and Nick Mysterio everywhere. Uh, they're like, "Oh, JD's out now. I'm in. We're one happy family." All the photoshops of our truth with the Judgment Day. Him like with the green screen of Rio celebrating her uh, Rumble win, and he's just like, "Oh shit, fireworks." fucking hilarious he punctuated everything with a lift laugh love at the end like you mentioned god damn is was that fucking hilarious fucking hilarious and then he was in, in ringside too for uh for a jd's match against uh was it the miz yeah yeah the miz 
Uh, and then more more comedy gold shit there. Like fucking our truth. It's amazing. I know some people are shitting on it, are, are, are like not okay with it because Judgment Day isn't doing anything seriously. Uh, but man, this is fun. Have fun. It's wrestling. It's all silly and retrospective. Rhea Ripley, there's nobody serious in Judgment Day anyway. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, true. I was going to um, say Finn, but then no, no, fucking Finn is no. a goofball. Yeah. Over here, talk about 6 1 mine to Ray Mysterio <laughs> forever ago. <laughs> I freaking love our tree. Shout out. He follows me on the tweeters. We're friends. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Metal Mike asked an interesting question. He said, what if they change the name of Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and I'm assuming also the structure to the Thunderdome, which obviously that was what we know of as the place that they held all the stuff during the pandemic. That's what they called it. So they have that. It's part of WWE canon because uh, the design of the Thunderdome arena slightly resembled the structure thoughts. Mm. And then Will said, it's over 20 years old. Maybe time for an upgrade or a makeover. The change. I don't disagree. Years old. That's crazy. It is. Oh. It makes you feel so fucking old, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Um, I think they, they should. Yeah, they have modified it so it does look a little safer. It doesn't look as brutal. Oh, that, as that is the last thing I care about. Listen, you are paid to put your body in the line for my entertainment, and I need your body on the line for my entertainment. I need it to hurt. <laughs> I want the metal plated floors like we used to have. I want all that. You back. want the aesthetic back. I want um, real glass. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love it. I love it. Um, like just call it no way out. Just change it, change it back to no way out and leave the chamber as is. You don't have to call it the elimination chamber on other programming over in Germany, you know, but I think the elimination chamber is just an icon, iconic name, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think I, that's just me personally. Maybe I'm I am an old man and I'm stuck in my ways. You are. Speaking uh, of old men stuck in their ways, Will spit or swallow. Speaking <laughs> of real glass, okay. I'm a I'm swallowing Jack Perry's New Japan Pro Wrestling debut. Okay, so I'm gonna start at the top. He showed up tonight at Battle in the Valley. He ripped up. His AEW contract, sir. Shota Umino. Just Shota Umino. There you I go. Can, I can really do it. He attacked Shota Umino. Um, my notes didn't have anything other than Umino because I couldn't remember what you called him. So I'm okay. So we're going with real names now. So Umino. Um, he ripped up his AEW contract. He had a headband or a wristband that had the word scapegoat on it. He had some very hill things to mouth to the camera and the way he acted. So it's apparent that this is obviously him playing up the fact that he was the scapegoat to everything that happened, right? It was all his fault, blah, blah, blah. But here's the ultimate thing, too, is like, I'm, I'm 100% positive thousand percent positive as i've signed legal contracts once you sign it ripping it up does not know like it does not negate your contract that's not how like True. that works <laughs> so everybody's like oh shit he's out of aew like nah bitch just chill like <laughs> it's just so, for the story yeah so jungle man shows up in new japan attacks Ooh. dakota he domino he, uh, rips up his oh it was wearing this like beautiful like 90210 like 
black leather jacket that looked like he had stolen from his dad's closet 25 years like black busted up jeans looking like he fucking hijacked bill and ted's excellent adventure type shit i'm sorry matt it is your show no you're good uh no so he attacks dakota domino rips up his AEW contract my question because bakley was sending me all this stuff um and i was curious is him ripping up his AEW contract a sign that he was also released like CM Punk was? Because you said ripping up your contract doesn't negate anything. Is this just a way to get him working before they bring him back on AEW TV and kind of establish a character that they can bring Probably back that. into AEW? Um, I'd like to believe, especially if he's going to call himself the scapegoat, that uh, since Punk got fired, he got fired too. Since... You know, uh, Koki Khan was uh, fearing for his life. Uh, I, I no, like no, AEW is the safest work environment in all of wrestling. Actually, shout out to Young Kings Wrestling. Um, yes. Uh, so I, I mean, I saw it. I checked it out. I, I'm interested. It, it was cool. Good for him. Um, no, yeah, I'm down with that. Vince, his camera froze, but we can still hear him. He's doing his... I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, you're doing your, your uh, fucking ventriloquist thing. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be funny to do my spit or swallow while I'm frozen. What do I want to do? Uh, let's... I've only got a little bit from Dynamite. Uh, I'm going to swallow the fact that we did a Brody Lee tribute show. Um, I know a lot of people said that Dynamite wasn't hitting, and I won't disagree because I didn't take a lot of notes from Dynamite because a lot of people felt like it was like a scapegoat thing to where they didn't have to put on a show, blah, 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 by doing a Brody Lee tribute show. But I I enjoyed the fact that we paid homage to Brody Lee that we had and a J in matches, which is a separate swallow, that we had uh, <laughs> Preston Vance in matches you know these we didn't see the dark order uh or the remaining members of the dark order that still have contracts if any out there which i'm kind of surprised you know thought you'd get everyone in a match but it is what it is um but just in remembrance of brody uh lee happy to have that happy to do that uh it's nice because i feel like that's kind of a big part of aw history that until they bring it up kind of sort of gets forgotten about every now and then until you hear like either dark order or uh negative one get mentioned every now and then uh so it was good rampage doesn't count bakley david the main events on rampage in a three-on-three match with negative one so that happened yeah i'm gonna piggyback here because i actually i swallowed the brody lee stuff okay but I spit, and my notes say, spit multi-man shit shows. One six-woman tag match, one or one six-man tag match, one eight-woman tag match. I don't feel like, it's like Tony Khan wakes up and he like watches Gato Book in New Japan. And he was like, oh, we're doing a tribute show or something special. Let's just throw as many people on the card as possible instead of using this time to actually accentuate people that were directly connected to Brody. He put those people on the card, but he like washed it out by putting them in these ridiculous eight woman tag matches and six man 
tag matches. And to me, like, it was there, but it wasn't there because it got washed out by all of this other nonsense happening. I love the idea of them dedicating it to him. I don't like the fact that the people that were directly part of his career were like, you know, oversaturated in these ridiculous multi-man tag matches. I honestly didn't knew it was dedicated to Brody. That's how little I felt like it was actually highlighted. I thought they were just like, oh, on this day, like Brody Lee did this. They did one video package highlighting a bunch of his stuff. And then they made mention about his protégés and the J and uh, the former uh, 10 uh, being in multi-man matches, being in competition, getting the victories. But it's like, if you were going to do a multi-person tag match, why not do the three-on-three tag match you did, but have... uh... Well, actually, you can't do that because he's not part of Dark Order anymore, right? But you could have, if the type of booking TK does, you could have thrown them together because they were in dark order and it would have made sense in Tony Khan's canon. Also, uh, speaking of TK, RTK, uh, the one that doesn't do coke but does have the nose for it. Uh, same shit with Collision this week. Why two trios matches takes away from the main trios match. And then Metal Mike, great point. The women's division was very well highlighted as well this week. 13 women on our screen on Wednesday night. Awesome to see. Not something we normally get even if eight of them were in a tag team match. Um, since they're all heels now, he said. And then uh, quantity doesn't equal quality from <sighs> off the top. Uh, eight women match, Renee, Red Velvet, Deanna, Tony, and Maria. Um, We would never, ever wash out a show with nonsense and on that note ladies and gentlemen patreon.com slash creation world <laughs> go there check it out for just one dollar you get three awesome shows you get return to wrestling with matt and travis where we sit down and talk old school wcw there's the entire back catalog available when you pay that one dollar including the new episode every month this month will be great american bash 1998 uh probably recording that within the next week or so uh, there's even an episode with Will where he came on. I think it was the first time he met Travis. So as you go back through the catalog, you can hear Will before. Uh, <laughs> I hate you so before much. Before the fireworks <laughs> went off between him and Travis. I, I was going to say before his WCW podcast was a thing, talking WCW with us. Um, also, we have multiverse with travis and mara where they sit down and they talk dc animated films um if you guys are into dc animated films or comic book movies in general it's a great show it's a great listen you guys can go check that out and last but not least you get if you have to ask with me and my wife kate most recent episode had katie on another one that we'll be recording within the next week or so so a new episode will drop all of that for one dollar and then there are more tiers you click on it you, we give you more shit the more you support us the more we give you. I'm like a hooker in that aspect. The more money you pay me, the more I'll give you. So go check that out. One of those tiers gets you this show ad free. And we got a new we got a new concept here now. Every week we are going to be playing a new ad for that week. And this week, Travis is here to tell you all about our new sponsor. Ooh. I know we're having a lot of fun right now, but I actually want to talk to you about something very important. Your health. You see, life is full of twists and turns, and that's why having the right health insurance matters. I want to make sure you have the coverage you need without breaking the bank. 
and that starts with speaking to me for absolutely no charge. Having health insurance isn't just about doctor visits, though. It's about living a healthier, happier life. Physical health and mental well-being go hand in hand, and that's why the plans I represent cover not just the physical, but the mental aspects of your health as well. And here's the deal. I'm very good at what I do. So not only can I find you the perfect plan, but I might even be able to get you one for free. That's right, free advice and a free plan. Your health is too important to compromise. So let's chat, find the right plan, and ensure your well-being. Just visit health.creationworld.com today to schedule a free consultation. The link is right here in the description. That's health.creationworld.com. Your health, your future. And we're back. Um, good night, Tim. I know you're probably gone by now, but we appreciate you stopping by. Off Top Media said there were two great women's matches tonight on AEW. Um, I unfortunately did not get to check out Collision, so uh, that did not happen. However, um, please let me know what they were, because uh, I one of the main reasons I tune into AEW is for the women's stuff. Um, women's wrestling is probably yeah. my favorite wrestling going Same. on right now. Uh, most of the men that I really love don't get highlighted or aren't with us anymore, unfortunately. So a lot of the wrestling I do enjoy is women's wrestling. And a lot of the stuff that'll make me tune into an AEW show I missed is who they highlighted in the women's division and what they had going on. So please, off top media, let me know what those matches were. With that said, Vince, spit or swallow. Uh, I'm going to swallow like all the Latino goodness and Filipino goodness that I got with the first match. Of SmackDown with the Familia de Fantasma or whatever the fuck they're called now between Santos Escobar, you had Angel and Uberto. They took on LWO members, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild. Fantastic match. I very much enjoyed it. I like me some flippy shit that gave me flippy shit. Carlito showed up, so more Latino goodness and. That's setting things up. That's probably going to be a six-man match either at the Rumble or on a future SmackDown. So I like Angel Garza. He's one of my favorite wrestlers that, like Matt was saying about AEW, one of my male wrestlers that don't get highlighted all that often. But thankfully, thankfully, I get to see a little bit of him now on SmackDown. So I'm intrigued to see what happens with that going forward. But I'm also going to swallow just right there the little interaction Carlito had with Paul Heyman because that was funny as well. How, how do you say Wolfpack in Spanish? Wolfpack? Uh, I'd have you to Google it. it. I was just, because, La, Famili- La Familia be- de Lobos. Because, uh, because Wolf is Lobo, Pack is Paquete, but it's now Paquete de Lobos. Because uh, that'd, like pa- that'd be like a package of wolves like it's i like that paquete de lobo lwo paquete de lobos (laughs) versus lwo that's what we're going with as a matter of fact depending on if we come up with anything better uh paquete de lobos may be the title of this episode (laughs) that actually that's actually wolf packages wolf package fine i'm good with that i love a good wolf package (laughs) during the winter i have one i can send you pictures Anyway, um, Maxi, where's my phone? Paquete de Lobos uh, versus the LWO. I agree with you. 
Um, I, they need to figure out if they're going to be Legato, if they're going to be LWO Wolfpack, if they're going to be La Familia, whatever the fuck they're going to be. Um, I'd like to know. They came out with Legato music, right? Uh, well, Santos has been using the Legato music since he turned. And he oh, no. came out, and then they came out as a tag team to his music, so they've yeah. been using Legato music. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, it was good shit. I also swallowed uh, the LWO Wolfpack. <laughs> Paquete de Lobos. Paquete de Lobos. That's what I wrote down Paquete too. Paquete de Lobos. Was love LWO Wolfpack. Paquete de Lobos. <laughs> Allison Spitter Swallow. Um, I want to go back to Dynamite for a second. I would like to spit the fact that, like, Thunder Rosa coming back didn't have any sort of, like, hey, Thunder Rosa's back. It was let's toss her in this over. That pissed me off. That pissed me off because I was yeah. excited for her to return. But it's like, oh yeah, she's back here. Women's match. Like yeah, Jesus. Like well, no pomp and circumstance about her being back. Like when she left, she was your fucking champion. Yeah, I I agree with her making her in ring debut. There should have been a bigger bit of hype about it also since you brought up that match did anyone else notice that when they did that uh quadplex spot that julia hart ran and lined up on the wrong side and then had to move before they could do it which i love julia hart but that that cracked me up a little bit when i was watching i'm like i think you're hanging out with the wrong people in that quadplex um (laughs) that was funny (laughs) rosa doses are better she moved quickly to get back into position you know, Rosa absolutely deserves better. She should have been coming out challenging someone. Mm-hmm. There should have been an interview with Tony, something to like Thunder Rosa's back, not just like we yeah. see her kind of doing commentary and existing a little bit. And then here she is in an eight woman tag. It's Thunder yeah. Rosa, yay. Yeah. But we know she how did, Tony books women. She deserves a lot better than that. I mean, that whole women's division does, but I except mean. for Tony Storm because her gimmick is fantastic and anyone that says anything else is wrong. Timeless Tony Storm is the greatest thing ever. Um, it's true. It isn't, but that's fine. It is. It is. It um, is good, not great. William, spit or swallow? I'm going to swallow something, <clears throat> and I'm going to continue on my tour on making it an ex- entire episode of Smacking It Raw. Smacking It Raw. I put a G on there. I'm sorry. You did. Um, no G. That was, that was very professional. I was... Like I used the government name. <laughs> you got really white on us there. By the I'm way, on smacking it raw. I'm on smacking it raw. <laughs> By the way, I was right. So I did a Google. Uh, I did the Google Translate thingy when it's just like the Spaniard Spanish is manada de lobos, but the Mexican Spanish is paquete de lobo. Paquete so, de lobo. So I was correct. So I was correct. Paquete yeah. de Lobo. So, because that's my okay. Mexican Spanish. I don't know fucking conqueror Spanish. I love you. And Paquete de Lobo is probably the title of the episode. Also, you said you don't like to interrupt people. So, Will, spit or swallow? I'm going to swallow. On smacking uh, it raw. On smacking it raw, I'm swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm swallowing from TNA. Um, I'm going to swallow, tell you what I'm swallowing, then I'm going to ask you guys a question to follow up why I swallowed it, okay? So I'm swallowing the way TNA was presented tonight in Hard to Kill. 
because they booked a smaller venue for the the pay-per-view it looked packed to the rim it was really great that is a gorgeous cat what is that animal's name uh this is maxi okay maxima hello maxima um <laughs> the venue was packed to the brim it was really well produced it looked amazing and it was only like 3500 people right i love the way that looked could aew do something with that uh by booking smaller venues to make it look more full for production instead of booking a 5000 seat arena book a 2500 seat arena a lot of people have been saying that actually will so yeah you're but- you're right on the nose with it Yes, but also, Will, if they did that, would they continue to operate at a loss and then be able to write it off? No. That's why they're not doing it. That's why <laughs> they have to continue to lose. It's all part of the agenda. It's bigger venue than they usually shoot here. So, um, TC and Al are onto something. So, Hard to Kill was in thing. Vegas? Yeah. And then they're doing Snake Eyes tomorrow night. They're doing two Vegas pay-per-views back-to-back. Oh, that's nice. interesting. I thought Vegas, uh, Snake Eyes was going to be like later down the road. Like that shows how much I'm paying attention. Yep. So TC was in attendance. Shout out to TC. They finally got a I, big shout out to my boys and Nuck if you Buckingham Palace because they finally got that Vegas pay per view and they get two back to back. Even if it is a TNA show, I'm happy for the boys that they finally got a pay per view in Vegas. Snake Eyes isn't a pay-per-view. It's just a TV taping for Impact for this month. Oh. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, it's still cool. Hopefully they change the Dirt ropes. Dirt Sheet Dan. I of the yellow Dirt Sheet Dan Bakley. I prefer Dirty Dick Dan, but we can go with that. Um, DVD, Triple D's. Dirty Dan. When you got distracted by Vince's uh, cat showing up, all I could think about was from the movie I watched tonight where the people kept chanting, where's my pussy at? Or where the pussy at? So... <laughs> What That's movie were you watching? Dumb money. <laughs> so the concept is there's this guy whose name was Roaring Kitten who did it, it's the whole like GameStop thing, right? Where like this guy came and convinced a bunch of people to buy GameStop stock and fuck the hedge funds and all this. And yeah. his name was Roaring Kitty. So every time like they were looking for advice from him, people were getting on and going, Where the pussy at? or where my pussy at? Where my pussy at? Asking like where he was at. And it was my favorite part of the movie. That's a contender for the title, uh, too. It is, and also, on occasion during the show, going forward, I might just start saying that, waiting for your cat to show up. (laughs) Hey, Vince, where my pussy at? Can we talk about, like, how Taylor Swift, how much uh, Taylor Swift Vince is right now with his cat and his fucking Stanley Cup? Like... I'm literally rocking all my Christmas gifts. My Stanley Cup, uh... Maxi was a gift to myself over the summer. Uh, my Mysterio beanie and my SES Vincity. So I got a little bit of everything. He's like all bundled up with his fuzzy blanket and his cat. My Mexican blanket. Yes. His cat and his Stanley cat. Like me and me, me, me and uh, uh, Will talked about it on TikTok DMs about I Mexican agree. blankets. Are you are you saying that SES Vince doesn't stand for straight edge society, Vince? It stands for Swifty. Exist sexually, Vince. Well, it we'll work on it, but but I am actually a Swift, so so there's that. I I know it was a tortilla blanket, but it just looked like a blanket that something shit on. <laughs> it 
it's, it's not a, a big. I was like, why is he showing a shit covered blanket? It's a big it. fleece blanket model, modeled after the blanket Vince has in his lap. But mine is ten feet in a big circle, and it looks like a tortilla. Show it again on the screen. I missed it. While we're doing that, Allison <laughs> spit or swallow. Um, I'm gonna swa- swallow Scarlet in her new dark hair. Yes, like, dude. I yes. Oh my love god. Dark Scarlet. Like she was dark before, but like the dark hair, like, oh girl, like it works. I like it. And I like like the whole situation with uh AOP and and them. Like I hope that they actually stick to this gimmick and it's not just another shit show gimmick for um carrying cross. Carrying cross, yeah. Uh, Lee Fitting is in in production. We got that fantastic thing from our truth, mm-hmm. and then on SmackDown we got the Bobby Lashley calling out Cross. Paul Ellering walks out, points to the screen. We got a really cool video package highlighting Cross, Dark Scarlet, uh, AOP, the most sadistic bastard wrestling has ever seen. Paul Ellering, which I thought was a really nice touch to put on that, and making this group feel like a dominant force. It's something that I have said has been missing from Karrion Cross. He has that look and that presence about him, but he wasn't presented that way. He was a guy that kept coming out and had the feel of someone who should be going out there and beating the shit out of people and dominating them and just kept wrestling matches and losing. And I mm-hmm. thought that's why there wasn't an appeal to Karrion Cross. Now we're getting that, and he's got the AOP to back him up. He's got his sexy hot brunette wife now mm-hmm. uh because we love brunettes over blondes out here Shout out Chicago. Uh, generally me personally um i'm and yeah. then paul ellering who is fucking fantastic and was dubbed the most better. sadistic person most sadistic mind of wrestling history yes according to cross correct thoughts on the name the final testaments i like it i liked it i thought it was I cool i like it as a former Catholic church boy, I thought it's a good name. That's why you are the way you are. That explains <laughs> so much now. <laughs> I mean... Vince was an altar boy. Now it makes sense. Actually, I was never an altar boy. So I uh, never actually liked the altar. <laughs> Damn it. Boy. Um, Metal here. Mike is not a fan of the group name. Uh, as... Uh, also, someone who came up with a semi-religious background, I always kind of enjoy that dark twist on religious thematics in wrestling, um, Ministry of Darkness, Final Testament, Judgment Day, all of those things. That's what you it's want a Judgment Day to fairly be. Fairly pronounced. That's what they were supposed to be when Edge was running it. Now, apparently, Edge is running Matt Hardy's wife, um, at least according what? to her, on TikTok. Yes, 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 you didn't yes, see that? Yes, yes, nah. Yes, yes, yes. Like, there's so been a whole thing drama. going on with Rebby Hardy on TikTok where she's basically said, like, I blocked Hardy her on TikTok. Left, right? That's why I, I, anything. Oh, Rebby. no, you should unblock her. So yeah, she says, uh, she, she posted a TikTok, something along the lines of, like, next time Matt Hardy uh crosses me or fucks with me or something and it's her like with a shirt up like she's about to show her tits and then she mm-hmm. pulls it down and it's an edge shirt wow yeah because not just an edge shirt 
an 06 Edge shirt from when they wrote that whole storyline together. She did her research enough to go back 15 years on this motherfucker for some shady shit. I mean, wrote the story based on the real life fact that Matt's girlfriend was fucking Edge and now his wife might be saying she's going to try going to, to try to. Good luck with Beth there, though. That's all I I'm would saying. pay to watch Beth and Rebby and fuck even Adam go. You know, supposedly yeah. what had happened was is she found a secret cell phone um, that he had been hiding from her. Uh, Are with we some not so savory uh, situations. So she blasts, she's passive aggressively bashing him on TikTok. Listen, I know Rebby can be a lot um, on social media. And on TikTok. However, uh, if I had that at home, I would not need to go out and find anything anywhere else. She's also made multiple jokes about them being poly and her being like open to messing around with girls and stuff too. So that's even worse is if your girl's down to do some funky three-way stuff and you still cheat on your old lady, you are a worse fuckboy than Will Gray circa 2017. <laughs> and that's Listen. hard to do. <laughs> listen if you have anyone at home you should not be texting or having a secret phone period because you should be lucky to have anyone at home with you so God, that's just bitch. my two cents Are, have you already gotten married in april you sound like you've been married april for like 5th? 80 years april 5th 4th 4th so you're getting married during mania is it during mania no, Mania, so April 5th is Friday. Mania is the 6th and the 7th. So no, it's the Thursday before, before Mania. Yes. Oh, okay. You should have done it on Friday because then you could have got married on my birthday to celebrate me on your wedding day because I've been such an integral part of this relationship between <laughs> you and Melissa. Well, uh, Melissa's really big on dates, so we want to get married on October 11th. 4424. October 11th. Uh, 2024 but her cousin's getting married in october she doesn't want to do that so we're gonna have our church wedding and the reception in 2025 but she wanted to find a good date so her whole thing is 4 4 24 like matt was saying so she was looking for a date so and she was also trying to find the month where like no one's birthday was close that or like if someone's birthday was close they didn't care so yeah. TC said, preach Vincent. Bakley said, uh, note to self, hide secret phone so Will doesn't find it. Oh, my God. Um, Bakley, you're the, you, you need Jesus. You need to be a, an altar boy. I'm going to finish off my, my AEW stuff for the night uh, with a spit. I'm spitting the fact that Jericho and Flair were both on Dynamite, and I had to watch a show that featured both those fucks. Uh, I have not been a fan of Jericho and AEW, and um, if the allegations and everything about him are true even less of a reason to be a fan of him uh we know that a lot of the stuff said about rick flair over the years is in fact true uh and rick Actual. doesn't really see a problem with his actions because neither see a problem with him then, so it shouldn't be a problem now um i don't think that despite you know them paying woo, woo energy paying and covering whatever well, I don't think Ric Flair adds anything to the AW product being there in any way, shape, or form. I really don't. 
I don't think it's helping the product. I don't need to see him out there. The only thing it's doing is every time he steps in the ring and chops someone, Katie gets closer to a point on the Deadpool, and I don't need that either now. So, like, Wait, who's in this Deadpool? Wrestling-wise? Yes. Ric Flair, Vince McMahon. No, no, no. Like, like, like you said, Katie gets closer to winning this Deadpool. Like, who's okay? In, so who's the Deadpool in originally it was uh, me, my best friend John, his girlfriend Caroline, and Jess, and our friend er, er, and our friend Eric. And then we added Jess two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, who's another friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we added Kate's mom, and then uh, both Will and Katie had expressed interest in joining. So I threw a tweet out, or I threw a little DM out to them and said, "Hey, if you guys are in." We're going to be drafting, and they both hopped on. So now it is, it is Will, Katie, uh, Terry's in mine as well. Uh, me, Kate, Kate's mom, Eric, my first co-host, uh, my best friend John, his girlfriend Caroline, and our friend Jess. So there's nine of us. And what do you get when you win? Two hundred bucks. So everybody at whoever loses pays the winner twenty five dollars. So eight payments of twenty five dollars is two hundred bucks. Jesus. So that's interesting. I won this year, but there were only six people in, so counting me. So I got five. So I got 125, which still, still not nothing. Yeah. You know. Not complaining. You won $100. Um, yeah. Win the yeah. win. Uh, Terry's mine. I already have a few memes drafted for when that day is. Uh, all right, so yeah, I'm spitting having to see Jericho and Flair on the same show. Um, Vince, spit or swallow? Um, where do I want to go here? I'm gonna swallow the actual opening of SmackDown. Poor Cameron Grimes got that ass cut, as Young Kings Wrestling likes to famously put out by the Bloodline. They try to like basically blackmail or goad Nick Aldis into like canceling the Fatal Four Way match at the Rumble, and Nick Aldis, God damn that beautiful man, and he stands is a, on bits. Yeah, man, he, he he's he's not budging. He's like that Fatal Four Way is not going anywhere. Matter of fact, he fucks with the bloodline even more. He's like, you know what? We're going to have a six-man tag match in the main event because, you know, I'm tired of you guys ruining my main event, so you're going to be in the main event. It's going to be the bloodline members versus the challengers for Roman's title at the at the Rumble. Roman's, uh, uh, Roman's not there. Paul Heyman shook. So then he either has the option of trying to find someone to team with the uh, bloodline members, the Uso brothers, uh, Solo and Jimmy. And the process of the entire evening of uh, Paul Heyman trying to find someone. He goes up to Bobby Lashley. He ain't about it. He goes um, up to Carlito. He isn't having it even with the apple bribe. Uh, pretty deadly go to them. <laughs> go to him. Weren't aware that it was only one slot that they needed. Not a double slot. Fucking hilarious. They attack Randy Orton, make an attack match to start the thing. Eventually, Randy does come out. They do the Shield triple power bomb on the announce table. All good shit. <laughs> I love this build. I don't know what made them pivot to go from Randy and Roman singles match to Fatal Forward match, but I love this more because it's something we haven't seen in the Roman Reigns title reign. is a multi-man like a fatal four-way match. The last time we saw him like have something like this 
was at WrestleMania between Edge and Daniel Bryan, and he stacked them up and pinned them. So I kind of want to see him stack everybody up and pin them. Couple notes. Uh, also, Nick Aldis made sure to tell Paul Heyman, "I know you think we are, but we're not equals in this conversation." Yes, which I really enjoyed. I've loved Nick Aldis in this role. The only thing I would have done differently is I would have had Nick say, "All right, well, if Roman's not here, Paul, you're going to take his place, unless <laughs> you can find someone to take his place." Ah, that would have um, been great. You're right. That would have been um, great. We also had Paul approach Bobby Lashley, who said, "Listen." The only time I want to be in the ring with the bloodline is when I'm standing across from Roman Reigns. We had Pretty Deadly offer their services until they heard, A, who they were wrestling, and B, that only one of them could be in the match. And then they all of a sudden got busy and had to back out. Uh, you mentioned Paul going to Carlito as well. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. one. <laughs> with and then, the yeah. best apple from catering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... uh Jimmy and Solo got wrecked after the match. Like, Solo came into Samoan Spike Randy after he got the win. He got dropped with a phenomenal forearm, hit with LA Knight's big fucking dick, that BFD, and dropped with an RKO. We got the powerbomb through the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was it was a great way to end the show and start the show. Mm-hmm. Poor Cam Grimes. All good shit. Allison, spit or swallow? Um, I am going to Bit the fact that uh, Bobby Lashley and Montez have matching suits, but like Dawkins' suit is completely different. Like, if you're going to present them as this like powerful, like smartly dressed, like business group, like they need to all look. I mean. I feel like Doc is always the one that stands out from them. Like, like he didn't get the memo. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Burlington suits. However, I mean, when they were standing in the ring before the crossing happened, I mean, they were all in untucked uh, top open button up t-shirts and dress pants. So kind of fit the vibe more so than usual. I'll give him that. Here's the, here's the thing though. Okay. As somebody who doesn't wear suits a lot, when I do have to dress up that much, I wear khaki slacks and a sports coat, okay? It's not a bad look, but that's what you would expect somebody of my social standing to wear in that situation. Dawkins is a near seven-figure paid wrestler who's in a faction with guys who look like millionaires. He doesn't need to necessarily look like he shops at the same place I do for his suits. That's all I'm saying. True. True. I don't know what's with Ford's one-handed glove. He It was a thing ever since NXT. I think it's a nod to like Michael Jackson, but I don't know why he only does the one. Him and Bianca did do that thriller photo shoot deal thing and yeah. video. Michael Jackson so. only wore one glove. So Michael Jackson it, really? tribute. So yeah. TC. Okay. yeah, and he has it on one hand. And yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because he was... Yep. He, he's been doing it since NXT. He's always yeah. wrestled with just the one glove. Sometimes yeah. he went away with it, but he'd always go go back to it at some point. Yeah. I'm also said that they're not calling them the name that I gave them, which is the Almighty Yeah, Prophet. I'm not a fan with the pride. I'm not the a fan pride? of the pride. I made a Lion King joke, pride rock joke on Ketcho, which I Should think I was... Almighty Prophets. Like, I like... Makes... I've been saying Almighty Prophets too. It's so easy. It's right there. Like it's right there. It's right, right there. there. 
Both me I and agree. Allison agree. There you go. He he's bad. I hate you. Get you. <laughs> and he um, knows it. Yeah. He's bad. Anyway, uh, Will <laughs> Me? Yes. Did you say Will? Okay. Yeah. Will. <clears throat> the most wanted man, Nick Namath, showed up tonight in TNA. And he ripped his shirt off. And he said, rip. And he had a TNA like tank top on underneath it. I'm so excited for Nick Namath to have, you know, committed to TNA versus AEW. He went, uh, he did his little thing where he was in New Japan. He's going to compete for the, the Global Heavyweight Championship or whatever. You know, he's got the, he did the match in Puerto Rico. He went down there to Carlito's dad's operation and did a little mm -hmm. bit of a shindig. That was cool. But I like the fact that TNA is kind of waving it around a little bit and they're bringing like big name guys in. Nick Namath is a great get and a great fit for TNA wrestling. Yeah. Just you need to look at the man in the mirror uh, before you start making these jokes. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. Shout out to Nick. Uh, excited for him and what he's going to do. He He's one of those guys who kind of hovered around that main event spot. He, he got there, but when he got there, it wasn't really it for him. And then he, he never got injured. He got injured the first time. The he first got injured. He but I, what I'm saying is like after he reached that, that pinnacle, he hovered around, but never really rose back to even after, you know, being the last surviving member of that survivor series team against the authority and all of that. Uh, that that was probably that and like his, his icy title team. like chase versus the miz on smackdown after after like well, that's the, mid card yeah because he did have that title match because they try to give him a shot right because he had that title wwe world title match i think it might have been a backlash against uh dean ambrose and it just wasn't that good and i don't think it's uh nick nemeth's fault uh, I think it's just a bad pairing. You know, sometimes, you know, like two things just don't mix. You know, I like pizza and I like chocolate, but I don't think I'd put chocolate on my pizza. Parent, oh, Zach Wentz is not, okay. I was going to say, apparently he's wrestling one of the guys from, uh, yeah, it's Trailer Park King. Uh, Gigi Dolan's boyfriend. Good for you, motherfucker. Um, I think fiance, actually. We haven't talked any NXT. <laughs> Uh, so a first and foremost, our new North American champion cashing in on Dragon Lee after his match against Lexus King, Oba Femi coming out, winning the North American Championship, using that breakout tournament contract, and dominating. Because again, when you see a man that looks like that, you expect him to come out and dominate, and that's what he did. So I love me some I beet think, cakes. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I think they were supposed to do that last week, but then, you know, visa issues, you know, are a bitch. Uh, yeah. I was mad, but not mad about that at the same time. Like, oh, man, Dragon Lee. Not another Mexican losing his title. Um, but, oh, but Femi's cool. So that was good. You know, at least it wasn't Logan to be Paul. Fair, the last Mexican that lost the North American title lost it to a Mexican. So. Well, Rey Mysterio also lost his title to 
Logan Paul. So like I, I've seen a lot of my Mexicans okay. just yeah. lose their titles. Yeah. yeah. Dragon League can focus on SmackDown now. There are other people that are on SmackDown that probably shouldn't be there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um <laughs> Vince, bitter swallow. Uh, I think where I'm actually going to follow up where you're talking about. Uh, I'm going to swallow a scene. Uh, Carmelo Hayes show up in uh, Nick Aldis's office asking for an opportunity. I think they're doing that slow, gradual like call-up like they did with Dragon Lee for Carmelo Hayes whenever they wrap up this Trick Mellow Gang uh, feud, which I think at this point they need to fucking do it already because they're dragging ass. I know we shit on Tony Khan and AEW's like overdrawing of these stories but this should have been blown up like a minute ago like i get they're trying to do like what standard deliver as like the match for trick versus mellow i'm with tc i don't know if i have the same reasons that tc has uh i'm gonna get to that so uh but I, I'm just swallowing because he's there. I think he fits main roster. He's ready for it. But I am spitting both him and Austin Theory injuring themselves. Hopefully, they're doing well. Hopefully, they're not gravely injured, especially Melo. You know? That's why that's I'm spitting. That's not even spitting why it. I'm spitting. That's not what, that's I know not why you're I'm spitting. spitting. I know why you're spitting. I just don't care because, you know, brand splits don't, or don't exist. It doesn't matter if brand splits exist or not. He is down in NXT. He needs to finish his shit in NXT, not be up here doing shit on SmackDown when he's got business to handle in NXT. And on top of that, I wasn't feeling it when he came out. Like, he did not feel like a top guy. He felt like just another person coming out for a match on SmackDown. He didn't have that confidence Mm -hmm. in him walking out on the main roster for this match. He didn't have the look or feel of a guy that felt like he was going to be comfortable out there before this match. Then you have the no contest finish with the botched Spanish fly on top of that. Yeah. I'm I don't, not I don't know Carmelo if that's his fault, at all. And I need him to fix their shit. Uh, how are you going to dirty Mac your boy from doing his own thing on NXT, but you want to go to SmackDown every week? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe you and TC have the same points. We do. Yeah. Both Theory and uh, Mello walked away from the match. Well, that's good. Good to hear. On yeah. their own accord. So. WWE has had a hard time with these transition call-ups as of late. I agree with that. Uh, glad to hear that they both walked away. Um, so props to that. When was Alice the last was time they did a proper oh. call-up from NXT to main roster? Uh, Royal Rumble? No, no, like recent memory, like that tr- since Triple H took over. Like, when was the last success of like, oh, yeah, they transitioned from NXT to the main roster and they did a seamless transition? They haven't had one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to spit something from NXT and it's kind of like a generalized thing and i think this is why i have a hard time with nxt is the really cheesy vignettes like the whole thing with um with tiffany and the barn it's just i don't know to me it's just really cheesy and i just uh, 
It ain't Listen, too much. I'm, easy, I understand it's not for everybody. A lot it's of that stuff is, a lot of that stuff has been going on in NXT since Vince and I were huge fans of the black and gold. Uh, it's always been kind of fun for me. Uh, a lot of this stuff, I mean, even back like in the heyday of me starting to watch wrestling, this cheesy outside of the ring kind of shit has always kind of appealed to me. So watching Tiffany have to go muck a stall and getting pushed into a water bin and getting all dirty in her fucking pink bikini top and mini skirt and can't walk in her heels and all of that. Like, I don't know. I, I love the whole thing. It's exactly what I expected, and they delivered on it. Um, oh, that's but, a good that's a good point that Just just made. Creed Bros. But if it was men in that vignette, you wouldn't. I don't think you think the same. But that's not necessarily true because they've done stuff like that with men. Now it wasn't necessarily like- outside of the ring, but Triple H had the hog pen match. I enjoyed the shit out of that where he got shoved into the hog pen. Uh, the Phineas, uh, the Godwins used to come out and dump slop on people. And again, in the same vein, though, it was still centered in the ring. Very corny, very gimmicky. Enjoyed that growing up. And that's kind of what I was getting at is that whole stuff. Let I've me, always kind of enjoyed. Let me make this point, And I think this will show you where I stand on this whole thing. As much as we may like him because of the man himself and because he's no longer here. The Los Guerreros gimmick, like like vignettes of them stealing things and cheating and doing all that stuff, is right around the lines of the like the whole like stuff that Tiffany Stratton was doing. It's very cheesy, very similar stuff. Like you look at all of those, like all those lines are very fucking cheesy, but they make it fucking Curl work. Curl and white. Curl- <laughs> Ironically enough, one of the the vignettes, one of the like little like lychee and steel things, was them going to a golf course and cheating to win the, the golf course game. So maybe that's where Kevin Wife was uh, born. Actually, a golf course game. Golf course. Game of golf. It's kind of like I don't know, golf like when Cam- when uh, La Knight and Cameron Grimes were doing whatever they were doing, we were like. Cameron Grimes had to do like all that shit for LA Knight. Like, oh, was that, that shit was good. Two years ago. He was had to become a butler. Yeah. Yeah. Where he was his butler. I was just like, <sighs> I liked it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, everything with the million dollar man and Cameron Grimes when Cameron Grimes got his GameStop money and that went straight to the moon with his money. Beyonce. Uh, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It was the best Cameron Grimes has been on WWE programming. Hmm. So. Like, I like the wrestling on NXT. For me, it's just a little... Take it down, like, half a peg. Okay, fair. William Spitter Swallow. I am swallowing Trinity's swan song in TNA. She dropped the TNA Knockouts Women's title tonight to Jordan Grace, who won the Call Your Shot gauntlet match at Bound for Glory. She used it that night to say she was going to challenge for the knockouts title at Hard to Kill. She came in tonight. She won the title. But the bigger picture here is Trinity winning that, uh, dropping the knockouts title, Trinity having Sasha and Bailey both in attendance tonight to support her on her way out. And the fact that if everything is looking the way it is, that those three will be reuniting at some point in WWE in probably the near future depending on which side of the dirt sheets you lead. 
Glow Boss Huggers. Yeah. On SmackDown versus Damage Controlled Wolfpack. PW Insider is leaning towards WWE for Sasha, and Fightful is leaning towards AEW for Sasha. So Fightful's on- been on that fucking, oh, Mercedes Monet is going to be in AEW. I, no. No, they were saying the same thing with like CM Punk and Cody. Oh, talks they had talks, but it fell apart. And the same thing happened with Mercedes Monet. They're like, oh, you know, they they had talks, but they fell apart. Like they both are gonna return. If I'm reading this right, uh, Wolfpack in Japanese is Okami no Muir. So, Okami no Muir. I think I'm reading that right. I could be wrong. I could listen to it, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, no. I Everyone was saying they hope that we don't know if when she comes back, she'll be Naomi or she'll be Trinity. They hope that she gets to treat her, keep her name. I mentioned during She Elite that she was Trinity on Total Divas, so that is kind of part of the canon. Uh, they're also hoping she keeps her current theme music that she had in TNA. Um, if she does, Royal Rumble season's right around the corner. Might be a great time to you know see a lot of these. We didn't Naomi. get a lot of the surprises and returns that we wanted last year, so this mm-hmm. year could be a big thing for that and would be much appreciated. There's a lot out there. There are more the options for the women than they are for the men's Rumble yep. for, su- for surprise returns. Plus, Naomi slash Trinity has now become the Kofi Kingston for the women's Rumble in like recent years. So that'd be another fun reason to have her in, included in the match. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade because I'm a huge Trinity Fatu fan. I've been singing her praises since her arrival in TNA Impact. There's no question there. If she comes back to WWE, there is I will never there's a never say never mentality in wrestling and I will always say that. There is a better odds than not. I would say above 90% chance she will come back as Naomi. WWE will not sign a a whole new set of copyright and trademarks and everything that goes into it so that way she can keep that name. I'm curious. They don't have to because that's her name. Yes, I completely agree. But if she comes in as Trinity Fatu and then she leaves as Trinity Fatu, then she can take anything she did in WWE under that name with her. Yeah. They're not going to be okay. Yeah. They're Um, not going to let her do that. I'm curious to see what they're actually going to do with Naomi if she does make her way back to the E because they could just go back to the Field of Glow Naomi. They can call her Naomi because she's going to be called Naomi, but make her Trinity Fat 2 version of Naomi. Or maybe they do a compromise. Maybe it's Naomi Fat 2 and they actually like acknowledge that she's part of the bloodline and maybe she's a woman in the bloodline and maybe that's how you continue spicing up and seasoning the bloodline storyline um regardless of the fact like i'm so excited for the rumble and i'm so excited to see more of trinity love naomi fatu is way that would be more likely than them allowing her to stay trinity yeah so we're gonna do this a little differently because i still have a shit ton of stuff on my list that i didn't get to um so maybe like two Allison's gone. Uh, I'm going to wrap up everything I have from NXT. Um, I'm swallowing Fakita versus Blair opening up the show. I'm spitting the fact that Braun Breaker is still doing a spear. Um, I hate that. I've hated that. At I'm least it's not a core. That. Even though it is 
according to some people, our boy uh, Kyle, the best spear of a B illiterate person in WWE. Um, Lyra coming out to celebrate being champ. Lola and Electra trying to rain on her parade. Lila asking Lola when she's going to stop shaking her ass or her ass on Instagram and cash in for the tag title shot. Then Lyra offers her a title match right now, gets jumped. Tatum Paxley makes the save. I realize that Tatum Paxley reminds me more of Daphne than she does Victoria, which, again, we talked about sticking your dick in crazy. Will, you and I did. That's the thing. <laughs> we were there, and it was that. Oh, man. The family retain over OTM with our girl Rizzo giving the assist. Love her for that. JC, I, in my mind, Cannon, is organizing a bikini car wash for Chase U. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. She had all the girls from Chase U out there. She had a plan to raise money. And growing up when I grew up, the only way for girls in college to raise money is a bikini car wash. So that's the thing. It's going to happen. And last but not least, originally a swallow, but now a spit, knowing that Cora is injured. Gigi losing to Cora. I had it as a swallow because I know you can't push really both of them. And Cora came back. So I was happy that we were seeing Cora get some momentum. But now that she's hurt, it really only hurts Gigi and it doesn't really help Cora. Now that Gigi's taking another L in the battle for the lockers. Yeah. I'm with you a, there. That's a whole lot of words, Mateo. Anything in there that uh particular Spears, Lyra Valkyria? Uh I like the team of Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin, and I hope they win the whole thing. I like that team. Uh it seems to fall into the routine of WWE playing. Like the it was like the Bianca Charlotte thing where they tagged for a second. It was like the bruiser weight and uh the they do that a Lord lot. Baltimore in the Dusty Rhodes Classic <laughs> Cup a couple years ago. Um so I like it. I like the where they're going with it. There's usually that one sleeper team that's just thrown together that makes a deep run in it or wins it that you know ends up being a fan favorite. And this might be it this go around. They need a team name. That's what I need them. They're lone wolves, pirates, maybe the pirate dogs or like. Okay, enough, enough, enough about this. No, no, it's terrible. I don't want to see them win. I hate <laughs> doing this. Put a fucking tag team. Let a tag team win the Dusty Cup. Vince, spit or swallow. Uh, in the stay in NXT because it's probably the only thing that I'm swallowing that you haven't mentioned already, Matt. And that's the little vignette that they had with Tyler Bay and Bud. And oh no, wait, that, that was on SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, so SmackDown. never mind. I'm gonna pivot over to SmackDown because uh, I'm done with all my NXT spits and swallows. Uh, and I'm gonna swallow the vignette that they had of Tyler Bay and Butch. And like essentially, the way I interpret it was Tyler Bay basically talking to Butch and like, "Hey man, let's be a tag team. I can maybe like with you and me, we you can finally figure out who you want to be. How you're gonna get to that person, like." They're trying to get Bruiser Wade, uh Pete Dunn back, and they were there was a lot of like dropping of name and who's that person going to be, what version and whatnot. It looked like Peter Dunn was or Butch was going to go ahead and say something that the uh, Sopranos cut off at the end before he said a word. So I'm intrigued if next week we're going to see Pete Dunn, uh, Peter Butch Dunn, whatever. So. I'm intrigued. I will I'm swallow if that's the case. I agree with everything you said. I got the exact same feeling that this was what they were hinting at. This is something that months ago we heard was supposed to be a thing, 
mm-hmm. and never came to fruition. Now yeah. that uh, Brawling Brutes are done and British Strong Style is back. Yeah. If that's where they go, I will swallow, but I'm also holding reservations because I've been cock-teased by the E before, and uh, I don't I don't like getting cock-teased. I hate being blue-balled. So when it comes to fruition, I will swallow it that Thanks. I'm just swallowing it because they could lean away from the tantric Tyler and then leave from the butch thing in the organic, like logical way where it's not just like all of a sudden he's Pete done now. Like they're giving you a reason why he's no longer butch, why he's going back to this past persona. They're giving you history. There's a story here and I love it. Yeah. I also swallowed my notes saying Tyler Bates and bruiser weight. Because I 100% agree. I felt like that's uh, the obviously going back to Pete Dunn and that kind of that feel, that gimmick. So I'm here for it. Will you got any more spits of swallows? I got one more. I have Tyler Bates, Bruiserweight, got knocked off. Uh, from Raw, uh, Disco Ninja Sex Party retains Katana and Caden versus... Uh, the uh, Piper and Chelsea, yeah. Uh, really, really enjoy that. I like the fact that they're starting to establish some good female tag teams in that division. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Alba Fire and Isla Dawn to come back and they you know, get in the title match next week on SmackDown. Bingo! See, they're they're giving us what we want. Uh, Ciampa getting the sneaky win on Finn on Raw. I thought that was super cool for the the way all of that went down with our truth mm-hmm. getting the match and it's they thought it was going to be a tag match and he's like no it's Finn versus Champa and then everybody gets involved and Champa still steals the win out from underneath them so I thought that was good fun booking um, that was it for Raw so I almost made it to the end without bringing up WWE almost you did almost. Uh, for for me for Raw I've got the Becky Nia stuff. Um, I know that Allison would be swallowing Nia if she was here because she has a, been a huge fan of Nia Jax. Uh, the Nia interview with Cole threatens to break Cole's face, says she's going to run through 29 other women. It doesn't matter if she picks Rhea or Io. No one can stop her. Rhea comes out, reminds Nia who threw her out last year and who the Smack and Raw best ass of 2023 winner was. Uh, Nia says Rhea's afraid to go one-on-one, so when she wins the Rumble, she's choosing Rhea. So everything Rhea and Nia... Big fan of that. And uh, also Cody defeating Shinsuke in the street fight. Um, That's been a really cool, fun story. You guys keep throwing obstacles in Cody's way, and he's knocking them out of the park. So that was a fantastic match. Yeah. Uh, Was the Rhea stuff your last thing for Robbins? Uh, No. uh, My last thing was actually for SmackDown, and I'm swallowing the match between Bianca Belair and Bayley and the ever-growing tension and build up for that story over on SmackDown. The gaslighting from Dakota Kai. Uh, clearly, Bailey doesn't understand Japanese because there's shit talking uh, behind, about her behind her back or in front of her, I guess, in this case, Mean Girl style. They probably have a burn book with Bailey's name all over it uh, somewhere. Uh, but I love it. Bailey, the, the, the moment in the match that I really enjoyed the most is when. Bailey tossed Bianca in front of damage control, tried to distract the ref, thinking that damage control was actually going to attack Bianca and try to get the upper hand for her. They didn't do that. She still lost the match. She's starting to have 
some sympathy being built up in the eyes of the casual fan. Not Matt, because Matt believes that, you know, she fucked with EO and now she's finding out. Um, <laughs> which he's not wrong, but uh, still. Pamela Martinez for 2024 Women's Royal Rumble winner and soon to be LWO member in the future. That's that's my my goals. That is a hell no 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 no. So uh anyway, thank you. There goes that. Um my last thing. Spitting Logan Paul threatening a lawsuit against KO like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Allison. Hi. Welcome back, Allison. And just in time as we wrap up this episode of Smack and Raw. Allison, what was your favorite show you watched this week? Um, I'm gonna say my favorite show this week was Raw, because honestly, it was the only one I watched all the way through. <laughs> This week, due to other things going on, uh, but typically Raw holds my attention more than the rest. So. Vince, uh, that's tough because I had a hard time like really like fully being invested in everything. But I'm gonna go with Raw just because it had Punk, Drew. You had the Judgment Day stuff and a solid main event with Cody and Shinsuke. Billiam. Uh, NWA power. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, favorite show of the week, hands down, hard to kill. Um, came in in the 11th hour tonight, right before we went on the air. Uh, fantastic show. Great start to TNA for the, the new regime and the new era. Can't wait to watch and it. I'm going to agree with Allison and Vince and go raw as well. Uh, it's the one that I took the most notes for. Uh, maybe NXT. It was kind of a mix between the two. Um, but, uh, with everything you guys talked about, I'm going to go raw as well. Allison, would you like to plug yourself for everybody? Or yes, do you, want Will you to can plug find you? me on botch pots and chair shots on Thursdays for boss bitch trivia and on Sundays for botch pots and chair shots. Actually, it's your, it's your radio, not bot, you, you know what I mean, whatever. Anywho, you can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at just a girl nine one eight. Thank you. William, where can they find you? First and foremost, Mateo, as always, I want to thank you for allowing me to be the honorary use of all things Creation World. Um, if you're interested in my shenanigans elsewhere, you can check the link tree at the Will Gray. You can find everything that I do for Botch Bots and Cheer Shots, Rivet City Radio, and my writing profile for Last Word on Sports. 211. Vince? Uh, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash SESVince. Turn on bell notifications over there. Or go watch some past videos and be weary of uh, or anticipate new content showing up on my YouTube channel. Uh, so there's that. And then just follow me on social media at SESVince, like the hoodie says. And as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt Riddles, at M-A-T-T-R-D-D-R for your wrestling content at Getting Offed. For your horror content and everywhere else on social media at Smack and Raw, whether it is TikTok, Threads, Instagram, or Blue Sky, not Sky Blue, uh, <laughs> for the porn of Poppy, uh, currently anyway, until the race is over this year. Uh, There's no Danny fucking Donato, race, my man. friend Vince, <laughs> <laughs> the Will Gray, and the boss bitch herself, Allison. 
I am the patron saint of podcasting, Warden Matt Ritter, and this has been your number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub.